Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast, where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you an edge on Kajabi. I'm your host, Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience. And today I'm joined by my friends, Annette Grant and Sarah Karakayan from Thanks for Visiting. So thank you for visiting us today. <laughs> you, you are, are very welcome. welcome. Thanks for having us. Yes, I'm, I'm always excited to get two people on at, the, at a time. That makes those are kind of some of my funnest interviews. Um, but this one in particular is actually even more fun because this is kind of a full circle moment for me, for, for a couple of us, because Annette, at least you and I, you were actually one of the first customers, at least the first customer that I remember that I ever <laughs> encountered during my employment with Kajabi. Um, we met at our customer summit called Impact. And I think I was no more than maybe 15 days in employment. And I remember meeting you, helping you with a, a little project or something. And I remember, I, I think this is correct. You are so excited. You're like, can I give you a hug? And that was like pre-pandemic. So that was still I okay. I probably did. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, truthfully, I, I hadn't even really started using Kajabi yet. I was trying to import an email list that I had with a current, uh, with that, a past provider into Kajabi so I could start sending my emails out with it. So I love... I love the fact that I was your first customer, but I hadn't even earned a dollar yet on Kajabi, but I was at Impact trying to figure out how I was going to make an impact. <laughs> I love it. Job music. I love it. Yeah. And this was over, uh, what, three years ago, I want to say it was now. So yes, for sure. I can't wait to hear more about the kind of the three year journey for you and uh, hopefully get an understanding of where you're at today. Um, but in the meantime, let's kind of just get things. Not everyone else has the same context that I do. So let's start by just kind of giving your 15 second elevator pitch on who you are and what you do. Yeah. So Sarah and I, uh, we run a business called Thanks for Visiting, and we are in the hospitality short term rental industry. And we are here to up level what it means to be a host. So we educate other hosts from around the world on our platform on how to be better host, aka short-term rental hosts. Lots of people like to call them Airbnb hosts. And that is our mission. I love it. Uh, before I even go down the next path, I have to ask because we were talking about three years ago, we had the pandemic, which impacted the hospitality industry. What on earth was it like starting this business during that period? It led to some really great and interesting content. So <laughs> um, that was wonderful during the thick of it. But honestly, COVID did a lot of terrible things to our world, but uh, it surely uh, reshaped the travel industry. It allowed people to truly work from anywhere, which is actually a really nice segue into Kajabi. Um, but also uh, drivable destinations became incredibly popular in 2021. People weren't flying you know, to other countries you know, from the States to other countries. So those of us with properties here in the States um, did quite well. And so whether it was how to get out of something that was really tough... Um, back in you know 2020 to how the heck to handle all this influx of of bookings and and these prices that just have no ceiling to now where we're talking about you know the normalization of our market and making sure people aren't panicking there's there's never a shortage of content in the real estate or hospitality industry okay okay so a little bit of silver lining in there as for a lot of people that's that's great so um let's get kind of just to your genesis like how you got started in this field it sounds like maybe you started about 3 years ago what were you doing before and 
how, what led you to this? Uh, these are great questions. Sarah, uh, I'm going to let Sarah go first. Okay. She has a great storied background and then we'll segue into my... So Annette and I have a very different um, background and it led us to meeting three years ago. So prior to three years ago, I lived in New York City. I was a performer. I was working in hotels and restaurants be- between gigs. She I was actually, on Broadway. She, did, yeah, she doesn't want to say all that. And HGTV, I'll break Whoa. for her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I did make a lot of money as, as a performer and an actor. And I was quite business savvy. Like I was my product and I took it really seriously. And I was obsessed with real estate. I don't remember how I, 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 re- I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and sort of my husband and, and we just loved interior spaces and houses. And so we, even though we lived in the most expensive real estate market, you know, in our country um, at the time and probably still very much so, I wanted to own a piece of it. And so I figured out how to own a tiny little piece of Queens. And it happened to be at the same time that Airbnb came to be a platform that you could download on your phone and use. It wasn't quite yet a household you know, name that everyone knew about. But if you were in a big city, you probably had heard about it. And so instead of having actor friends rent our basement little apartment, I said to my husband, you know, there's this app where we could let people book a stay with us. I worked in hotels. I worked in restaurants. I could, I could figure this out. Um, and I had a knack for, I mean, I had some professional training um, with interior design. And so my husband was like, absolutely not. It didn't take long for me to convince him because I'm very persistent. <laughs> and uh, sooner rather than later, we had our very first guests from Chile. I'll never forget them. And they, like, we could hear them check in downstairs and we kind of just like squeezed our, our hands and just like hope for the best. It's like either we're going to get murdered tonight or this is going to be great. We're not really sure. <laughs> um, turns out it was really lovely. And, um, and we never looked back because we not only paid our mortgage, but we cash flowed, meaning we, we covered all of our expenses. Plus we made money and we had fun doing it. And we took a lot of pride in welcoming people to our, our nook of, of New York city. And that just spiraled into this obsession of of owning more real estate and leveraging short-term rentals as a way to 2x, 3x our our income. Moved to Columbus, Ohio so that I could afford more real estate. New York City is possible, but it was just going to take us a lot longer than we had the patience for. So a quick stint on HGTV, eight episodes of actually flipping a beach house, um, a vacation rental in front of a national audience. Um, I knew that I had found my new calling. I hung up my tap shoes and um, moved to Columbus, Ohio. And I just so happened to meet this one, Annette, at a city council meeting. And I'll let her take it from there. Yeah. Sarah and I met at a city council meeting. They were wanting to put some rules and regulations, which we were very... We are here for that. There should be licenses. We should be paying taxes. But they were wanting to limit the amount of nights that we could have guests stay in our properties. And that basically would have... would have Our businesses would have been no longer because the, they were very strict minimums. But luckily... Um, our voices were heard along with a lot of other hosts that band together and were showing up at those city council meetings. But uh, Sarah and I became fast friends and started uh, a podcast because we would sit and chat for hours about all the things, you know, what type of amenities do you give? What talk about sheets and towels and laundry and all the guests. And we were like, wait a second, if we are having this much fun chatting and we're answering so many questions, our, our friends, our family, our acquaintances were asking, it was like, there's probably a bigger audience than just ourselves here. So we started the podcast. Um, and I'll let you know that this was this was um, after I had gotten quit, I like to say, from um, a company that I, I had equity in. I'd helped build the organization. But my thirst for online entrepreneurship started at this 
company prior, um, we sold apparel online and it was like, what? Cause I had come from home services earlier where like we were outside of people's homes, like the weather dictated if we could work, um, were our subcontractors and contractors going to show up? And it was like dealing with them and the homeowner. And then I went to this online world where, wait, people order things from all over the world and then we ship them to them. And it doesn't matter what the weather is. And, you know, we can take the whole weekend off and we just don't have to focus on this teeny tiny, you know, zip codes that we're in. So the world was open to me through that business of selling apparel online of like, holy smokes, they're real, the whole world is truly potentially our customer. And that opened my eyes. And when I got quit from that job, which was in, was devastating, but ended up being the best thing ever. So if there's any listeners out there that like might have recently lost their job, I promise you it can be the best thing that'll ever happen to you. But why I wanted to do something in the shared economy. And I was like, I'm not going back into the office. I, I was someone that I had to go to the office for the past 15 years every day. That's the only way my work could be done. You know, my computer was there, our teams were there. There was no working remote. Um, so I was like, I just don't want to go to the office anymore. And this was probably probably around like 2016, 2017. And I was like, I'm going to be a part of the shared economy. I was like, I didn't really want to be an Uber driver. And I had a friend that um, is a property developer. And I was like, let's partner together. He had lots of lots of extra um, apartments that were wonderful. And he was like, Hey, let's let's try it with one. Did it work? Again, Columbus, Ohio. I'm like, who comes here? Let's just try it. While I was going to test out my other businesses I wanted to start, I didn't know what those were, but I wanted something flexible. Started one. It was a huge hit. He's like, do you want to do another? one? I'm like, sure. Do another one. Sure. Do another one. And then all of a sudden, we had a whole slew of them. And again, like I said, it's the number one thing my friends, family, you know, acquaintances would ask me about. And um, I was learning about the online space. And I, I went to an event actually in Southern California where I learned about Kajabi. And we had a little lesson and her... Um, shout out to Shalene Johnson. She had We had a homework assignment where during the session, she was like, when you leave here, you're going to have a new business. And, who, what is, and it's going to be from your phone. And it's going to be something that people ask you about. You're an expert at something and you don't even know it yet. So I started writing down, what do people want to pick my brain about? What do they ask me all these questions about? And I had a whole slew of things, but it kept coming back to short-term rentals. It kept coming back to Airbnb. And that's why I was like, well, that's what this product is going to be. And that's why I sat down with Sarah. I'm like, let's start a podcast. We've got to get an audience. If you know, if we're going to have, um, if we're going to sell anything, we need to create that audience. And I wanted to to do the podcast. But I think the key here is that, you know, I came from this physical product and I was like, wait, I want to figure out how can I sell something digital? Because I'd been through the inventory of like, you know, we've got to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars on inventory. And then once somebody orders it, we have to ship it out. And I was like, what is I I already am like loved online. And I'm like, how can we do online but not have inventory? It's digital now, it's knowledge commerce. And I was like, this is the next frontier. And so that's <laughs> That's when, and Sarah, we ha- we have operations background, we have hospitality, but we were really going to unchartered waters with this um, new frontier of knowledge commerce. But we were ready to to take that on because we, you know, we just know how many hosts need us out there, and so we we're like, let's let's do that. But yeah, we have these storied story past, like um, twenty years in our other, you know careers before we started this. Oh, yeah. I feel like we could have an entire episode dedicated just to the backstory to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe someday we'll have a follow-up. But yeah. um, to kind of like get this compressed into the time frame that we have, I- I'd love to just kind of get a better understanding first to zone in on the podcast and how you use that for audience building. Can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that journey? Was it successful? How did you actually build your podcast audience? I 
maybe Nettie was way more calculated and smart, smarter than I was um, back when we started it. But it was really just a way for us to, for me to just like share what I knew. Like it really was, I didn't have a calculated like, okay, in three years, we're going to start getting sponsors and then we're going to sell a core. I had no idea that that was going to be what our future was. Um, I just wanted to share what I learned and help other people. And I'm a performer. I like talking. I'm not going to lie, you know, and, 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 and being an expert in something, we all kind of like to do that and share. So that was my whole purpose. Purpose and and share stuff that was um, sustainable and share things that were safe and like good quality education and learn from my mistakes and that sort of thing. So, but it was truly Annette's idea. I was a blogger before this, um, but I didn't love writing. So I always had this friction. I wasn't sure. I didn't even think about like speaking what I wanted to say. But this one over here had had I don't know where your podcast dreams came from. I but... just because um, when I was leaving my last career, they really they were super motivational for me. I would listen to podcasts when I was working 12 hours a day and 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 they just meant so much to me. And they weren't even anything about work. They were like health and fitness and wellness. It wasn't even anything about business, but um, they really impacted me. And I can be honest um and tell all the listeners that like I used to be super scared of video. So I was like okay my voice that's an easier hump for me to get over to to get our mission out there and start talking that felt a lot more natural to me than doing like YouTube or or video so I was like let's start with audio that's something I felt comfortable more comfortable with I kind of knew myself and where I would stop myself so but the the I just knew how devoted I was to podcasts um, the podcasters I had listened to, and I was like, it's a very intimate um, experience. You know, when people it, they normally have a method of when they listen to a podcast, they put their headphones on, they put their AirPods on, they're doing something very specific, and so it's different than just scrolling through social media. You can get a very, very dialed in, um, intimate experience with that listener. Yeah, and I love how just even with podcasting, it's just like you and I right now we're having a conversation here too, and I think that really transforms or translates over to the listener as well, because you're able to get uh, kind of some details and some nuances that you probably don't get out of, uh, you know, a fully, you know, heavily production uh, oriented event. Mm -hmm. um, well, I want to I want to, I guess, get an understanding as much as you can of like kind of where was your it sounds like you maybe both had a real estate ish business, um, like kind of where were you at in that journey when you decided to start the podcast, just to kind of give our listeners a feel for like, one of the big concerns is you also had undoubtedly was like the financial security associated with moving on from wherever you were. So just kind of give us a perspective of where you're at when you started this journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I had just moved to a whole new city. We didn't know a soul here in, in Columbus from New York. Not, I mean, I just met Annette. She actually diced me for a couple months. She didn't respond <laughs> to my email. And I was like, I don't know anybody. And so I was just, my husband and I had a business in New York and we tried to restart it up in New York, Columbus, but it was hard to, to get that going. And actually it feels like it was right at the moment when I met Annette and we were talking about doing this podcast that people started asking me to manage their homes for them. And it felt like a very safe, financially responsible thing to do uh, is to do what I was already good at doing. And if people were asking me for this service, that was booming in our market. I was like, I should do this, and it, and I could, I knew that I could share that content with our, you know, at the time was just my mom listening, but with our listeners, so that, um, yeah, so that the content could be really rich. And I think at the same time, Annette actually almost had like a different experience. You were maybe deciding to not work with 
that person anymore. Yeah. I, um, this was once I like my, my entrepreneurial journey has been like a rocky road. I'm not going to lie. And I didn't, I mean, sometimes I look up, um, so I'll be honest, Sarah and I just started a payroll recently and like, we haven't done it for years. Like, I'm like, I don't even know where money has actually been coming from for the past couple of years. <laughs> I've been fine. I know nobody wants to hear that, but like I was doing a lot of side hustling. I was doing, um, I was doing the, the properties and what I was doing with that, um, real estate developer, I was doing profit sharing. So those profit sharing, and I was starting a couple of other businesses. So I was really just testing the waters because I had all my eggs in one basket before, and I was just unsettled and didn't know. And so it was a huge leap of faith. Um, trust me, there are times I'm like, do I just go get a job? Like, what do I need to do? And it was just, there was something stirring in my soul that was like, I have got to try to do something um, like on my own, aka with Sarah, but what, what am I going to find? And I did try a couple of different things too. I want the listeners to understand that, that like I had a couple of other businesses and I was maybe consulting for some people. I was actually helping a couple of other people like build their Kajabi sites. Like I was really just trying to figure it out. And once we started to focus more on Thanks for Visiting, our revenue has grown. But I will be honest, we did not, we still do not fully, you know, 100% just focus on Thanks for Visiting our podcast and our membership site. We still have other things, other streams of revenue coming in. So I do want all the listeners to know that it's, um, it has not been, um, you know, this like gold pat paved, um, road and we're still working hard every day. But the more we do focus on it, the more our revenue does grow. And I would say now in year three, I spend about 40 hours. I would, I would say 30 to 40 hours at Thanks for Visiting. Mm -hmm. And then another 34 hours. <laughs> we, I also flip houses with my husband and manage properties, 36 of them. So like I work two full time jobs, uh, not because I have to, mostly because I want to. And it's fun. And I'm also, I like to work. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you just have to listen like who you are, you know, what, what is speaking to you? What, what feels uh, secure, but also be willing to take some sacrifice. Cause there's definitely gonna be some sacrifice as you leap out into your own thing. There's no, there's no safe, there's no safety net, no matter what you do, honestly, a job or, or entrepreneurship. So you've, you got to believe in yourself and just know that, um, you've made it this far. And so you'll figure it out kind of no matter what happens for sure. Well, look, even in this like short conversation we've had so far, we've talked about acting. We've talked about the typical day job. We've talked about flipping houses. We've talked about Airbnb. Like we went through probably 10 different items. And what's so cool about that or what's I think so important about that is for so many people who are considering taking that leap, I think about this even just through the lens of myself, like you feel like you have to commit to one thing, but the reality is, is it's a journey to mm -hmm. get to where you're wanting to go. So um, maybe you could share a little bit about like kind of where you're at in this journey today, especially as it like relates to kind of your maybe your membership, kind of your digital product, your journey on Kajabi, if you will. For sure. <laughs> I every day that Adet and I build one more building block on our thanks for visiting online business, I become more enthralled, more excited, doing more to to find that focus now. You know what I mean? Like I I think it's really hard to focus when you when you don't know maybe you just got quit or you are changing your career. And so I think it's 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 a good thing to throw a lot of spaghetti on the wall and see what makes you tick. And now that I, I see where I'd like to to go and to see how big we can build this thing because of the people that we can help and just the things that it allows for Annette and I to do and experiment and have fun with that I am finding myself 
focusing more and more every day on, on making this my, my main priority. Cause what you focus on does expand. And the more we dedicate our time and our resources and our knowledge to this, to, to thanks for visiting and our, our membership, the bigger it's getting. And it's so fun to watch it grow. And that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. I think um, one of the things that Sarah and I, we were trying a lot of things in the beginning. We actually tried too many things. Um, we were like, okay, we had an ebook. And then like we had, um, you know, we did some like consulting calls and then we did um, a six week course. And then we were like, oh, but people want this product. So we created another product and we spent all this time recording it and professionalized. And then like we had all these products and we didn't really have any funnels built. We didn't, we called it a strainer. We still have a strainer. Like we're still working on <laughs> bringing our funnel in. But it was, it wasn't until last year when I listened to a podcast and was like, look, sell one thing to one per you know that person your ideal client until you get to like six figures and then seven feet like keep perfecting that one product and that was a hard thing for Sarah and I because we had we'd had some success with all these like products that we'd been launching and we're like okay let's try to launch the same product for a year and see where we can get with that instead of every couple of months just building something new and selling it building something new and selling it and that has been the game changer for us because the other products sold every that's what what's kind of what amazing I will say every single thing that we've ever created has sold and I'm not saying one of them maybe sold a thousand dollars worth our ebook you know at like twenty dollars a pop but like everything sold but it wasn't until we like zoned in on one thing and really listened to you know got a, a beta group of people in and built it with them alongside them we were we were creating products before talking to our audience and that's really Really been a game changer for us is like not not building what we think people want, but really listening to them. Um, we wouldn't have had a membership actually. That was not on our radar at all. We were going to do all courses. You know, they could just purchase them and do them themselves. And once we started interviewing our our customer, or well, our community, we were like, wait, they, they want, want they want a community. They want a like. So they actually told us what they wanted, and that has changed the game. And it was like if Sarah and I would have just continued to build what we think people wanted. Um, who knows? knows? Yeah. <laughs> so, so that is something I would tell everyone is people, um, if you have a community and your community can be five people, I'm, I'm telling you, you can st- we started with zero people on our email list. Like we started at zero. So, um, and you can really just ask those few people. I think sometimes a smaller community is actually a stronger community too. You can really dive in and get deep with them. Sounds like the kind of the lesson learned from that was you, you, you honed in on, uh, I guess a profile or, or who your audience actually is. And that's what enabled you because it sounds like you're still kind of experimenting, you're still growing and you're still doing new things. But it's a result of having kind of a focused audience. We are more focused than ever. And the the amount of times you can refocus your focus is actually interesting kind of scary, and yeah. astoni- astonishing. Because even our product now, which is doing incredibly well, we even see ways that we're like, no, we could cut that. That could be a whole other product that we can upsell down, whatever, the, all the sales, right? <laughs> but like keep it honed in. Um, it's really a fun, uh, not even experiment, but just a fun thing to to explore to see how dialed did we can get for our for audience. Our audience to give them what they really need. And then, you know, if we've got someone who wants to do this thing in our industry, then okay, they can buy, they can add on that. Or you know what I mean? They can really a la carte their own education. Um, it, it's it's limitless. And that's what makes it really exciting. Let's talk about uh, this differs for everyone, but like, and usually there's no, it's like nobody gives me a definitive answer on this. So I don't expect you to do so either. But like when did you like kind of realize or feel like you hit that first, like you hit success, if you will. Mm. For me, it would probably 
probably was, we decided to invest in in a, in a coach. Um, and she had this thing where like, I think it was a six month, whatever. It was like a six month thing, but she was like, but if you can, she kind of promised like, listen, I'll have you meet making 10K a month by month three. And if you're able to, you could pay this off early and save yourself some significant money. And I never thought that we would, <laughs> you know, make 10K months, three months in to, when we started from like I said, zero, if we would just do the work and follow what she said, and, and it was very sage advice and, and we did. And then it was like, whoa, like that did not take that long. And it took in- intense focus. I mean, we literally locked ourselves in a hotel room for two days with, um, with, with our, uh, I hate to call her a VA because she's so much more than that, but our integrator, if you will. <laughs> and, um, and the magic we could create by that intense focus, it was for, for me, that was like the game changer that first three months of really focusing in on creating a stellar webinar that we could really just give some solid education and then really have an exciting invitation to join our community that changed the game for me. Mm-hmm. I think something that changed the game for me was I had a conversation with my friend and it was we were talking about pricing and selling and you know it just kind of always felt like but before this is not me now but like selling felt sleazy you know and I was like oh, I don't want to be a salesperson and it was just like he was like selling is serving and I was like oh my gosh you're 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 so like that just like like my head but like exploded and I was like oh my gosh like and I'm not selling I'm just making them an offer to join us and either they say yes or they say no I took the emotion out of it because it, it felt very personal every time we would like make a, make an offer and people didn't want to take us up on it and now I'm like I want to be the best at sales and marketing like it's fun like people need our product so what happened for me was like just switching over that like the, the selling is actually the best part it's it's the most exciting part instead of the part that I used to like dread you know like oh we're do- doing our work we we even call it a workshop because we don't want to call it a webinar you know like hey in our workshop like our pitch or whatnot we're like hey we're just gonna make them an offer and it feels like so- maybe you could buy our thing if you want to and, but you don't have to. as our com- you know as our confidence has grown at, when we do our workshops now our revenue that oh, yeah. and I'll tell you the last time when when we're on our um when we do our workshop and we take a deep breath after it actually goes off without a hitch which you know you're you are gonna have tech issues I just want to tell everybody that just anticipate them when they happen you just punch a couple things and then move on but um, <laughs> that it changed for for me when we would actually do our workshops and people would purchase before they were over and we would like go to Kajabi after and like there were sales there. I'd be like, oh my gosh, they they're buying before they even like they didn't even have to think about it. You know, that was like so exciting. And like people want what we have to offer. And it was just, it was that's a light bulb moment too. And it's like before you even close out, people are per- you know, close out of your workshop or your webinar, people have purchased what you're offering. So super cool to see that. I love this. I got to get your thoughts on my feature request that I want to get in there. I want like the mobile app to have a like a cha-ching, like a cash register sound every time there's a purchase. Like, will that would that ever get old? Okay, well, no. Tell let's tell the Airbnb has it, and it is a game. Every a host knows the Airbnb ding. Yes. Okay, okay. Like, yeah, I bet you. Like, it makes a different noise. <laughs> um, and I actually, I again, I come from ecom, and like, uh, there are other e-commerce sites. They have it too, where when you get the notification, it has a different whether it's a cash register or a ding. Yeah, it's it's real. So we we will second we'll that. You. We'll second and third. All right. That, uh, yeah, we got to get that one in the queue. <laughs> um, and it's well, exciting every time. Yeah. It never freaking gets old. 
I can't imagine ever getting annoyed by that sound. I can tell no. you that much. I would end no. up setting it as my alarm to kind of counterbalance it or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, we talk about it in the hosting world all the time. Like the, the first time it happens, you're like, what? It's still exciting every time you get a booking. Yeah. It's just the same as every time you get a sale. I bet. Well, I'll take it back into like a little bit darker territory, if you will. Like I want to know, like for our listeners, like let's talk about the biggest challenge associated with getting this business up and running. Um, if you can narrow it down to one or two, maybe. And how did you overcome that? We're still working on it, honestly. <laughs> I always be working yeah, on it. Yeah. I think getting comfortable with that. So you just nailed it, Sarah, is being comfortable that we will always be working on our product. We will always be working on our funnel. We will always mess up an email. <laughs> like um, just really learning that you're gonna mess up the tech. I mean, tech is tech, and we we have some team members that help us now, but man, we've built sales pages for hours and then they've disappeared, not on anybody's fault but our own. I'm sure. And I mean, just hit hit our, you know, hit our chins a few times with some tech. I think this is one industry, you know, the online industry where you could maybe, and I say this with a lot of caution, maybe set it and forget it for like maybe a few months. But I don't know because people try to teach this in the short-term rental world too, that they like open up their Airbnb and they go travel and they drink passive income. Yeah. They're sitting on the side of a mountain and everyone's just running their business for them. And like, yes, I guess that can happen once you're getting ready to sell your business or you have a board of directors and you have all these things and people in place. But um, you know, we do this because we love it and we are trying to up-level every day. Um, we're learning and we like to share that knowledge every day. So that means we have to tweak our product. And we, that means we have, we want to now, we want to meet people at live events. And so we're working on that and like, you know, how can we bring more coaches in there so we can have more diverse, you know, educational um, a platform to offer people. I mean, it's just exciting. And so we really love what we do. And I don't see us never not tweaking. Yeah. There's and there's constant, there's constant, like I said, like, um, you know, when we started, we didn't even really know what a funnel no. was. And like, we're working on our funnel every day. And like, so you just heard Sarah say like downsell, upsell, cross out. Like we don't even do any of that stuff. Like there's like, we have a huge list of things that we would like want to do and like to do, but we're like, man, we got to make sure just our fundamental what we're selling and how we're deploying it and making sure everyone can log in and that we are uploading our coaching calls. You know, there's just, there's um, getting our processes down. That's been a really, that's been an interesting thing too. But, but just knowing that there's pretty much becoming comfortable with issues and just knowing they're, they're not, they're, it's not against you. It's actually with you and for you. It's, it's helping you grow and learn and, um, and problem solve. I think as a business owner, you're always going to be problem solving and you have to look at that as a, as a positive. Yeah. Let's, uh, I, I mean, I kind of know the story, but I guess I kind of don't um, as well. Like, I want to understand like how Kajabi came into the picture, where it came into the picture and how you ultimately kind of built this into your your business. Yeah. I um, I will shout out another. I, I used to use Shopify for my uh, apparel business. And I like just thought Shopify was amazing. And when I wanted to learn how to sell digital product... I was like, who, who is that in the industry? And I came across Kajabi and, um, at, at, an, at another event, um, where, where the, um, host uses Kajabi and actually Kajabi had a booth there. And I was talking, I had nothing to sell and I was still talking to the camera like, Oh, well, this is cool. What do you do? Because I did have the e-commerce, um, the other e-commerce background. So I was very familiar and, and just chatting. I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is an amazing platform. I wish I had something to sell <laughs> on it. Um, so really it was seeing Kajabi at other my other mentors events 
and like, okay, this is how they're using it. Um, it was funny. I didn't even realize how many Kajabi courses I had purchased from other people until I downloaded the app. And I was like, holy smokes, like all of these were on Kajabi. And I didn't even realize it at the time that I've actually been a user of Kajabi for a lot longer or, you know, a customer through other people selling courses on it. But we just, we kind of, um, those live events kind of maybe have tunnel vision and we didn't even look at any other platforms. We were aware of them and, you know, we, we have some other friends in the industry that use them, but we kind of just went, um, tunnel vision and we liked the interface. So I was like, let's, let's just stick with one thing and learn this and not even waste time shopping around. <laughs> so I guess from that perspective, like, did you solidify that you, I mean, cause if I, I don't know what, what the exact timeline was, but like, we didn't have a podcasting feature, for example, I imagine mm-hmm. when you started your podcast, like, did you no. know that you wanted to sell, you were going to sell a digital product no matter what? I think so. Yeah. Um, and, and when I say digital, it was like an ebook. That was like, you know, what I, the thoughts of it were at the time is maybe like some digital downloads, you know, something like that. Not, not where it is now. No, the podcasting feature wasn't there. And honestly, I don't even know if we knew we would really get our customers from the podcast. It was just a way to build an audience. It was kind of haphazard. I'm not going to lie. I wish I could say it was more calculated, um, but it wasn't. It was more like, let's try some things um, and see what works. It's funny how often, I mean, I, I don't know how many of our listeners listen to every single single episode like I do, because I'm obviously there for him. But like the trends associated with this, I think probably 90 plus percent of the people that we speak to on this podcast, it's a little bit more of a haphazard journey than it is a calculated journey. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, I think that's life, right? Like maybe you go in school and you're little and you want to grow up to be a teacher, but then you take some summer camp and you someone makes you be the lead in the play, and then then you want to be an actor. Like you know, like and then for me, like I was an actor for years and years and years. And I, if you would have told me even seven years ago, five five or six years ago, that I would be doing what I'm doing now, I would think you are insane because I was so <laughs> dedicated to to theater and to musical theater, and that's all I've ever done and thought I'd ever do. And I live in New York City for forever. But when you allow yourself to listen to, I guess, the universe um, (laughs) and your gut and you allow yourself to pivot, magical things can happen. And I think I was just practicing that ability to pivot and to just allow things to happen and let go of control. Nettie will tell you I'm, I'm incredibly type A, a little uptight. I like rules, but allowing myself to learn how to pivot and just say, yep, let's try it. Or yep, let's dump that. That's been game changer for our business too. And Things just aren't working. We drop it, do something else. You know what I mean? Like let's and not dwelling on that decision process and just going for it. I highly recommend that. Yeah. And we see in our world, um, I'd say, I mean, every single one of um, our students, our members in our membership, they didn't grow up. I want to be a short-term <laughs> rental host, an Airbnb host. Like same with them. It is sure. total, and they're making tons of money, and they absolutely love it. Um, and it's like they completely, you know, everyone likes to say they're an accidental host. I don't and. When I say haphazard or accidental, I don't think anything is accident or haphazard. I think it's all meant to be. It plays out the way it should. But it's the same with our community. Like no one in there, you know, went to college to be, you know, they do have hospitality background, but not to be a short-term rental host, you know. So I think we see it, we're so conditioned and we see it every day by people that have like completely changed, you know, lanes in their life and they're thriving and they're they're loving it. But yeah, for us, it's uh we're we're still figuring out. We're we're getting we're even more excited now than 
when we got started. And I think that's an important, that's an important part too. It's like enjoying the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really, if you don't enjoy the, like getting in there and doing the work, then you're not going to enjoy the success either. You know, so you have to really, I know it's cliche, but you really do have to enjoy the process. You really do. Uh, I feel like, like I know the answer to this one all the time, but like what, what for you has changed as a result? of this journey, like, what would you be doing otherwise? First of all, would you still be on the stage acting? Would you be, you know, working mm-hmm. a day job? And like, I mean, what's changed as a result of you taking this kind of this entrepreneurial leap? Confidence in myself has changed knowing that I can create, I create, we created, we, Annette and I always joke, we created this out of nothing. <laughs> we just like made it up. And then now we're making a lot of money. And that is so empowering. It, it makes my confidence just soar and know that I can truly do. And then people say that and you read that on the Google, you know, when you search inspirational quotes, but really, I'm serious, you can do anything. <laughs> and that is, that's empowering when you actually see that come to fruition and um, selling your knowledge that that's, that's empowering, especially when you feel like you've, I know there might be some listeners out there like, well, I've got nothing to sell. And I'll never forget listening to Amy Porterfield. Um, I don't know why I loved her podcast. I just did because I was interested in marketing and I was still trying to find myself. And she just talked about selling your knowledge. And I remember like Annette thought like I had nothing to sell. And here I am running short-term rentals, like they're like it's easy peasy. And all these people, you know, have are having issues with their their rentals becoming profitable. It's like you really have to dig in and know thyself to see like what is possible in your life. But having the confidence to just trust yourself is what this has done for me. I'll piggyback off that the confidence and just like literally whatever you can dream up is possible. Like if I, every day I'm like, Oh my gosh, is this wait? Like yesterday I was on a walk and like, getting coffee. And I'm like, this is like, what is my life right now? Like, (laughs) no, right. Like it's kind of, it's, it's still like, you know, we're still like living that of like, wait a second, if we make an offer and it's good, people are going to buy it. You know, like that's still like, we can really create whatever product we want. And we feel pretty confident now that people will buy it. And guess what? If they don't, that'll just get us to the next um, product that will sell faster. So we're, so the confidence and I'm so much not afraid of failing. Failing used to be really negative to me, and I would like kind of like defend against it of, against all costs. And now I'm like, okay, let's bring that on because once we fail at something, we'll just get there that much quicker. So I don't like ward it off like you know I used to in the past. So and yeah, it's exciting. Just create, um, create over consumption. So it's exciting to create things for people that per- and they purchase them. It's wild. That's such a great segue. Um, I guess like as as you go through this, what's what's coming next for you? Uh, anything like yeah, first of all, anything in the near future or anything you know coming down the pipeline that. We we should make our listeners aware of. So we, if if your listeners are at all short term rental enthusiasts, you know we invite them to to listen to our podcast because we are getting ready to um, not pivot in our podcast, but add another episode to it and ask me anything because um, we get DMs all the time on our Instagram, like just advice, and we'd like to share that advice with not just the one person who's asking it, but with anyone who's involved in our industry. We have a a, a workshop that Annette mentioned that we conduct um, right now every month that will be going evergreen soon. So you can just pop on and watch that whenever you'd like. A live event is on the way. Um, So that's because we, our community, our hosts, they love, like it is lonely. You may not think it, but um, a lot of what we do, people remote hosts, they were hosts, they live in 
uh, Idaho and their properties in Florida. And not there aren't a lot of people who like understand what it is that you do. And so getting them together is just really exciting. They're begging for it. So we're going to, again, we're listening to our audience and we're going to give it to them. Um, anything else in that? Yeah, we, ha- we, we are going to start doing some more upsells on our current <laughs> offer. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. So we're just, um, we've been focusing on that one, what, like we said, that one product for well over a year now. So we're ready to start to to add on to that. And, and we're listening to we're listening to our current customers. They want they want a next step. So we need to give them a next step. I love it. Well, as always, we will have your information in our show notes, but also just for like anyone listening who may not be there, like tell us uh, how do they find you really quick. Sure. Uh, you can find us online. We're at www.thanksforvisiting.me. And then we are on Instagram is probably where we're the most active. And that's at thanksforvisiting underscore. We're also on YouTube. Thanks at YouTube dot com forward slash thanks for visiting and I mean we're on anywhere you listen to podcasts thanks for visiting we're there every week so we'd we'd love to have you email us DM us um we will we'd love to talk about Kajabi Airbnb all the things we're here for for anybody that has questions I love it well instead of my usual call out asking our listeners to come leave us a review I'm actually going to do the opposite go listen to thanks for visiting's podcast leave them a review give them yes. a comment I'm sure they love it just as much as I do if we you happen would. to have time of course leave us one as well because I read them all and enjoy them. (laughs) With that said, thank you guys again for joining. It's been a ton of fun today. Thank you so much for having us. Well, that is all we have for you today. We will look forward to seeing you next week on the Kajabi Edge podcast.